Welcome to the Love Hope Adventure podcast, where we talk about the marriage relationship, intimacy in marriage, and how you can go deeper with your spouse. And today we're talking about a topic that I get a lot of reader questions about in one form or another, and that is trying new things in the bedroom. There's so much struggle around this. Like, oh my goodness, so much struggle. And I'm not saying that it's not hard because it is, but I get any number of forms of questions like how do I talk to my spouse about trying this thing or that thing? How do I, my spouse wants to try this thing or that thing and I don't know what to do or I don't know if I feel comfortable or, you know, just any level of questions. (laughs) And today I kind of just want to talk about that. Like, A, why is this so bothersome in marriage with couples and things and just kind of like how to work through some of those difficulties. And I think we'll probably address a couple different angles because I get so many different forms of this question. Yeah. I think there has to be a lot of different answers. And this is a perfect time to mention that we do have our anonymous questions uh, section on the website. Uh, where, where do you find that? I'm trying to remember. It's on our homepage. It is on the homepage. Of Love, Hope, Adventure. Okay. Yeah. And I'm sure there's probably a short URL that I can put in the show notes, but I don't remember what it is. Well, it's just lovehopeadventure.com and, and scroll Slash. down towards the bottom yeah, and there's an anonymous the questions uh, uh, field there. So if you want to reach out to us through responding to the newsletter, you can do that or sending us an email, we'll get that. But if you want to do it and like be completely anonymous, like we won't even see your email address, you can send it through there. Uh, the only trick is you got to be subscribed to, new- to the newsletter because that's where we usually answer those questions. Yeah. So subscribe to the newsletter, submit your uh, anonymous question and uh, and don't worry about us connecting the dots there because We're we, not. Have, we get several submission uh, uh, sub- submissions and subscriptions <laughs> every week. So we're not going to go. Oh, the the new subscriber must be that person, you know. Um, but yeah. So what kind of what kind of questions have you been getting then? Where do you want to start? Um, I think first of all, I just kind of want to start with why this is such a source of contention with marriages and and in marriage with relationships because. This same principle can hold true with any other area. Uh, You definitely see the spouse that is a runner, and they want their spouse to be a runner with them, right? Okay. And they'll say, well, I've tried to get my spouse to be a runner, but it's a way easier for them to accept that their spouse doesn't want to be a runner with them. And maybe they've tried it, but they don't stick with it, or whatever the case. Maybe they're like, there's no way in the world I'm ever going to do this. There's no personal offense to the person who... Certainly not as much. Definitely not or as much. Or we're not much. hearing about it. <laughs> if it is, people aren't complaining about it. Now, I do hear people tell me, like in general conversation, oh yeah, I've tried to get my husband or my wife to do this thing that I do. Whatever that Whatever thing is. Whatever this activity thing is, yeah. Yeah, I've tried to get them to join my diet with me or right. whatever, work out more... I don't know, go to book club. I'm not sure. I'm making (laughs) up stuff now, but I've definitely heard this over the years. They say it, obviously they feel like they can say that out in public because it's not that private, but it's also not like personal. And I'm having a hard time. Like, I think maybe you can speak to this a little bit better, but I don't really understand like the personal offense when one spouse wants to do or try something in the bedroom. But I definitely know that it's like this loaded thing. I'm trying to think. Um, 
so so basically you're saying like why is it such a a big deal why is it so yeah to the point where i have people email me and say i just dream of the day that my spouse will be willing to do this with me hmm like and, and why is that is what you yeah wondering? like what why is I that don't know. Uh, thanks for tuning in <laughs> folks uh <laughs> No, I don't know. I mean, I guess, you know, everything about sex is so very deeply personal and intimate uh, that um, any sort of, you know, rejection or that, or even sometimes just a lack of wholehearted, enthusiastic embrace <laughs> is uh, hard to take uh, for is. certain people. I'm one of those people. I'm one of those people where um, it took me uh, a long time to not just be like devastated anytime there was any sort of a hint <laughs> that you weren't 1000% enthusiastic <laughs> about whatever it was, you know? Um, and, and I still like by nature feel that I just have learned to compartmentalize that and process it better. But it, it's, it's so tightly connected with that intimate part of your relationship. Um, and, and there's also, maybe there's just something to be said about like, the power of fantasy, um, because I, I've known uh, I've known folks that have had that thing, right? That right. that thing, like you just said, you know, like I dream of the day, and then it happens, and then it's like, well, yeah. <laughs> and it, like it didn't live up to the 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 hype or the fantasy or the dream or the you know or the whatever. Um, I've I've seen it go completely the the other direction yeah. and it was oh my gosh like why haven't this we been doing amazing. this all of our lives or whatever all of our marriage but um yeah it's it, it, the power of fantasy can be a big big part of that and sometimes you are uh because it's all in your head in that it's it's a hypothetical it's a fantasy it's a dream it's a whatever and it's unrealized it can be perfect right it would be perfect if we just <laughs> fill in the blank. Yeah. Um, and that, by the way, that's not just with sexual intimacy. That can be with anything. That can be, that can with be anything. like, oh man, if only we could get to where we were going out every Friday night, you know, and then you do and you go, well, this isn't quite what I thought it was going to be. Um, or maybe it is, but when it's, when it's unrealized and it hasn't been acted on, it's perfect. And it's perfect. Um, it doesn't, uh, you know, there's no problems. It's a, it doesn't cause any issues, you know, because, because again, this is all internal. This is the fantasy. This is the dream. And so why wouldn't my spouse want to be part of this? Right. And they'll probably <laughs> enjoy it too, you know, and all these kinds of things. And, and the more you keep it in the purely fantasy, fantasy realm, the, the more perfect it becomes, right? And the more powerful, therefore, it becomes and so each time there's there's the rejection or the just not non fulfillment in whatever way that is, um, it 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 adds to that and snowballs. So that probably speaks to the people who reach out to me and they say, like we do all this stuff, but there's this thing, and my spouse really wants me to do this thing, and like yeah. if we don't ever do this thing it's like their life isn't complete and right. that person is confused because they're like i don't know how to do this thing i don't even know how to begin to do this thing i'm very concerned or scared to do this thing yeah or there might be some kind of a hang-up you know who knows it, any uh, number of things maybe that that thing is viewed as 
wrong, dirty, we're not those kind of people, whatever it is, right. or there, there can be trauma associated, you know, things like that, that, that bring all kinds of other baggage with it. Yeah. And it, it becomes a source of contention in that type of situation because you have one spouse who is really pressuring to do that thing. And it's probably because it's become such a fantasy mm-hmm. that it actually scares the other person who is having a hard time with saying yes to whatever that is. Cause now they'll be like, what if <laughs> it's not this... all you thought it would be? Yeah. No. What if this is what they want to do all the time? I'm already oh, feeling what, hesitant okay. about yeah. this. So what yeah. if every single time we're intimate, they want to do That's the true. thing, the thing that I've been telling them no about for a year or two or our whole marriage. I don't know. Yeah. Right. And, right. A lot of times, maybe this does continue on, but a lot of times the fantasy is fulfilled and yeah, it maybe isn't always great as they thought it was going to be. So there's a lot of pressure that comes off of there. Yeah. I mean, I would say that, that we've probably experienced every, every, absolutely every spot on the spectrum of, uh, wow. Uh, that was a complete waste of time. Yeah. We that should, sucked. Hey, Hey, uh, thanks for being willing to step out, but, uh, that was awful. And let's never even speak of this again to, uh, to the so flip true. side of the person who was not enthused about it and it wasn't their dream. All of a sudden it's their favorite thing. Wow. That's my favorite yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. We've experienced that. We've experienced, we've, we've had, uh, uh, we've known people that have experienced that. Um, and that have said, you know, wow, yeah, this, this thing that I used to constantly say no and turn down is now my favorite thing. Um, so that it can be, um, it's really weird because the, in the same way that the person who desires the thing is building it up to be perfect, the longer it goes, as I said, the, the more perfect it becomes for that person. The, the flip side is it can become the opposite for the person who's saying no, yeah. it can be. This is just well, a disaster now, waiting to happen. Yeah, they can be, because they're building up defenses as to why this is a terrible idea, or maybe not right. even building up defenses, but just the more they think about it, the more they think this is going to be awful, or or again, it's wrong, or it's it's dirty, or you know, like whatever right. whatever the the you know thought process is there. So yeah, a lot of people write into me. And they're obviously deeply hurt and devastated that their spouse isn't saying yes to things they want to try. And I, we are, by the way, not talking about sexless marriages or marriages where the couple isn't really having sex. We're oh, yeah. talking about a situation. Fairly that, healthy sex life. Yeah, you have a healthy sex life. You both are fairly satisfied in that sex life. But there's yeah. just like you want to step it up and maybe they're hesitant about it. And I'd really like to point out that this is not gender specific. I have just no. as many females yeah. tell me that their husbands are having a hard time with For whatever sure. as I do males. So um, don't think it's just, well, if you know the husband didn't pressure the wife all the time, both sides have things they want to do. The other thing that I often get in the way of uh, questions is my spouse wants to do this thing, mm-hmm. fill in the blank what the thing is, but I don't know how, I don't know where to start. Ah. I And so this is a big hang up for them, okay? Because okay. when you talk about being sexual and intimate, now you're just like opening yourself up to look 
like an idiot <laughs> with your spouse <laughs> in the bedroom. And there are a lot of people who do not want to do anything that is unsexy and unattractive in their yeah. minds in the bedroom. Right. I think we can all agree with that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? I don't want to be unattractive and unsexy. For either. sure. For sure. And it's not going to be sexy if I'm like, what? I, you know, you want me to do what? Yeah. Uh, so I, I don't know how you've uh, responded to those folks in the past, but my first thought would be to, you know, ask, to tell the other person that. Just be upfront and honest and be like, all right, you know, I'm be honest with you. I don't know what you're talking about. Or I know what you're talking about, but I don't know where to start, like you said. Yeah, um, sometimes people write in and say, my spouse wants to do X, Y, Z. I don't even know what that means. Oh, Like, yeah. never mind techniques. Like, can you just tell me what that is? I can don't want to Google this? it because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh my goodness, your spouse. I mean, does your spouse even know? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely don't, uh, don't, don't go down the Google path right. on, on these things, <laughs> but yeah, just ask. Um, well, first of all, you know, like if you've got resources like Love Hope Adventures uh, website, you know, we've, we've got stuff on there. We've got other right. bloggers that, that we um, are connected to other podcasts that we've both been on and or listen to um, that we can recommend. Um, but I would say step one, just just be upfront with the spouse and yeah, tell them, tell them, I, I'm not sure what you're talking about or whatever level it's at, that you're at. I don't know what that means or I don't right. know how to do that. I don't know where to start. What is that? What What are your expectations? I mean, that, that could be part of it too. It's yeah. like, well, I know what it is and how to do that, but I don't know what he's, you know, I don't know what he's looking to get out of it or I don't know what yeah. she wants from this or whatever it is. And so um, just be upfront with them and have that conversation because um, I'm going to tell you what, that right there is a beacon of hope uh, for the person that's asking because it's like, oh, well, if they're asking questions, then, they must be thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, they're they're interested or or open or something, and so um, be willing to you know be that open and vulnerable with your spouse. And by the way, you know we're talking about sexual intimacy, but this is a a communications thing that can deepen your communication with your right. spouse just in general. Um, the the first you know first time you bear yourself that way to your spouse in a conversation, whatever the topic is, whatever area of life you're talking about, where you just say something like, I don't know, or can you help me? That is huge for a relationship. It takes right. you to a place you've never been, a place of trust and love and comfort. Um, and and you and I have been doing that for years where right. we just, you know, even still all these years together, we have these moments where I go, listen, I got to tell you, I'm doubtful about this thing, like whatever it is. And being able to tell you that, being able to tell another human being that is just so helpful. It is. Um, and it, to both people. It's, it's helpful on both sides. And it's important to know that your spouse is probably <coughs> not going to think less of you because you don't already know. I think there is some thought here yeah. that whenever you try something new in the bedroom that it's supposed to be amazing and romantic and right, everybody right. moves in sync with the other person. Well, it's not staged like on television. But not only that, um, there is going to be, no matter what tips I give you, because I will always tell people, here's a few things you can try. Here's some things you can do to start that barrier. But you guys have to have a conversation in the beginning about expectations. So it's always important that whenever you're 
trying something new in the bedroom that you both agree that you might not like it, that it might not be something you continue to do, and that's fine. Just go into it with those expectations and have the conversation in advance. The other kind of question that I'll often get, and this one's so much more difficult for me because the spouse will say, my wife or husband says they want to try this new thing, Uh but they aren't for Uh, whatever reason. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And they say that they will, they say that they want to, but they can't get over this part of it. They aren't showing any initiative. It sounds like they want to, but they're not. And they're confused. They're confused because their spouse is telling them, yes, I will try. Yes, I will do it. But then they're making no um, no movement in that direction. Movement in that direction. And mm. I always try to just help people understand that it doesn't mean that your spouse doesn't want to do these things, but they could have a sh- like a whole lot of stuff. Yeah, that's keeping them from do it, uh, doing it. And so a lot of times I will try to give resources, you know, hey, have your spouse read this, that or the other. But you can't make your spouse be OK yeah. to do something for sure. or to try something. You can encourage them. You can give them resources. You can, you know, talk with them. Um, but I think the most important thing is not to get so hung up on that one thing, that thing they're saying no about, that you end up damaging other parts of the relationship. Right. Because it can be so off-putting if if one person's feeling really pressured about stuff. And I have people write into me. They obviously feel very pressured and guilty and less than because they can't do the thing. Right. Whatever, whatever the thing is, they can't do it. They don't know why. <laughs> you know, they can't Some sort even, of hang up, yeah. They don't know. <laughs> so <laughs> this is why they're writing into us. Um, if you are going to try something new in the bedroom and you have a spouse that isn't super duper excited about it, encourage them, talk to them about it. I'm not saying give up all hope, right. but I am saying it could take years before they're okay with it. Your sexual relationship is going to grow and it has to be treated as though almost as like it's a child in a developmental phase. You're not going to expect that much out of a one-year-old, right? Right. Yeah. But you're going to expect a whole lot more out of an 18 or 19-year-old. And with your sex life, with your relationship, with your marriage, whatever, don't think that the first thing out the gate you're going to have the the sex life that you're going to have 20 years from now. And you know that that's so opposite to what we see portrayed Absolutely. in TV and movies where it's the other way around. It's the people that have been together the longest that have no sex or it's boring or blah, blah, blah. When every study that has ever been done <laughs> has said that people that are having the best sex of their lives are older yeah. and have been married the longest. Yeah. Like, you know, senior citizens are having the best <laughs> sex of their lives <laughs> Um, and that kind of thing. And everybody's like, and you know, <clears throat> that in itself is like taboo. Like, ooh, that's gross. Like, no, shut up. It's like, you're going to be gross. that one day. And hopefully that's where you're at, right. you know? And and so because we have that mindset, we think that um, just like, you know, the clothes all immediately come off in the love scene <laughs> and, you know, and the music swells and everything's perfect and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, we've, we've joked about that before that, um, the same way that we have that mindset, we also have the mindset that when you're young and the relationship is new is when everything is going to be at its best. And that's so backwards. 
It's I mean, so backwards. some part of it, some parts of it are going to be really amazing and you won't experience that again. Like you will oh, not sure. experience not saying, the yeah. newness, but it doesn't right. mean that you can't experience a much deeper yes. connection and love and enjoyment as you age. Yeah. Even if, and, and this is like hope to any couple that's in a sexual rut, even if you've been f- together for 15 years and your sex life has been next to nothing, that doesn't mean it can't change. Right. Because I, I have people that are bloggers that I know that were in sexless, you know, just about sexless marriages for a very long time in their right. marriages. And one day things changed, but they kept working towards that. Yeah. Absolutely. Not that it's not hurtful or painful, but it's but it not. Can, it can get better. It can get better and it's yeah. not something to give up on, but it is something to back up off of on occasion. If you find that every time you go to talk to your spouse about this thing that you really want to try and they are shutting you down, mm. it's time to give it a rest. Yeah. And that could mean that it might take a year or two before you're, you know, uh, ready to try talking to them again. But in the meantime, work on building adventure and trying new things with your spouse outside of the bedroom because yeah, yeah. just general adventure and connection and building intimacy and trying new things is going to um, relate to what you're doing in the bedroom. If you become a couple that's adventurous, you will be more adventurous in the bedroom. So focus on that. Focus yeah. on trying new things together, what what have you, and focus on being closer to each other. So those are some of our thoughts about trying new things, the struggles behind it, some ways to overcome those challenges. But for specific tips, do go to loveforadventure.com, fill out the anonymous questions form. I'll be happy to answer all of that for you in our newsletter um, and send you any resources for things we have talked about before. Also, sign up for our newsletter, loveofadventure.com slash newsletter. I'll send you a copy of our free Sexy Truth or Dare game. And that's a great way to keep up with all of our recent podcasts, blogs, anonymous questions, and anything else on my mind. Thanks so much for joining us, and we look forward to hearing from you later.